Welcome to Unoriginals, a journey through the Disney Channel original movies. My name's David. And my name is Zach. And for the uh, show today, we've listened to, or rather we watched, uh, Halloween Town from 1998, is it? I believe it's October 1998. October 1998, yep. Yeah. And I am pleased to announce that it is significantly better than the other two films. We finally had a good one. Uh, yeah, we did. I was going to say, is it that good? And, you know, relatively, no, it's, it's relatively good. speaking, it's good. I'd say even, like, compared to normal movies, like, not just as far as Disney Channel movies go, I'd say it's a pretty good movie. Sure. It, it's not, yeah, you know, I wouldn't give it a good rating theatrically. Right. But, you know, for what it is, I think it's a good film. Mm -hmm. Just a quick plot synopsis is that the film opens with um, a mother and her three children, a um, girl probably about 13 named Marnie. Mm -hmm. 13. Yep. A son, probably, what would you say, like 10, 8 maybe? Uh, I don't know. Maybe probably around like 11. And I don't know his name. Uh, Dylan. His name Dylan. is Dylan. He's 12. Dylan, yes. And a little girl, probably about six, named Sophie. Seven. Seven? Sophie, yep. Mm -hmm. You have the exact ages somewhere? Yep. Okay. Seven, uh, so named Sophie. And it's Halloween night, and their mom won't let them do any Halloween stuff, and apparently never has let them do any Halloween stuff. But um, Sophie is adamant that someone is coming to visit them, even though no one shows up on Halloween for them ever. But uh, it turns out, effectively, that she is right, as their grandmother is coming to visit, and the mom and the grandma are having a fight. Apparently, they fight every year about something, and we find out that it's because they are witches, apparently, and that she wants to start the eldest girl's training because it's her 13th Halloween, and that's normally when witches' training is supposed to be done. But if she doesn't do training start uh, by the 13th year her powers go away forever and she becomes fully human because apparently their mother is a witch who married a human man and she wants her kids to be human well marnie is like the outcast character who's always felt like she has something special and she's not that special she's not like a chosen one it's just that she is special in the sense that she is a witch. But um, ultimately, they follow their grandmother to Halloween Town after hearing a story from her about Halloween Town, where they learn that some dark, evil thing has been happening. And that's and then it's just vignette, effectively, until the very end where they go, Hey, we've solved it. We do do the magic, and we fix it with the magic. Mm -hmm. And that's honestly the best plot synopsis. The villain is named Calabar. He is an attractive man mm -hmm. until he's not. It's very true. Uh, and his plan is something along the lines of to bring Halloween Town back to, quote, the dark times, which is when they lived with humans and scared them and turned evil, but then they made Halloween Town so that they could live their own lives without being hated or becoming evil. And we don't know why Calabar wants that. And there's no because reason he Calabar does. wants that. Because he does, because he's evil. And it seems like it's maybe because uh, Marnie's mom shunned him for a human I guess. man. So he wants revenge on humans? 
Yeah. So, Freeman, mm-hmm. what did you think about this film? What was your favorite part of this film? You know, I, I think this is a really good movie. I think it's really, really nice. Uh, my favorite part about this film is actually is how much practical effects that they use in this film. It's something that it's is really not in modern day films that I really miss. Like my one of my biggest problems with Jurassic World was that there were only maybe two scenes with practical dinosaurs in them. I believe but, that it was two velociraptor. Uh, the velociraptor scenes were practical and then CGI'd over. Right, but then you have these. You have Jurassic Park, which has these amazing, amazing practical effect dinosaurs. Every dinosaur is an animatronic. Triceratops, everything, so mm-hmm. good. So I really like seeing all those practical effects. I think it's there's there's something about it that just makes them feel better, even though they might not look as good. Yeah, and it's the thing where they're not all great practical effects. No. But there's clearly effort put into them. Mm-hmm. And even the things that are CGI, like uh, Benny, the cab driver, who's a skeleton. And I... for some reason, they emote his eye sockets. Right, but it works. But it does work because it looks like he is really there because I'm presuming, um, as I said to you during our watch, that he mm-hmm. is a puppet or an animatronic of some sort. Right. That I they then CGI'd over, which is what they did in the original Jurassic Park with the Velociraptor in the right. kitchen scene. Right. That's all animatronic work or like puppet work that was then CGI'd over to make it look cleaner. And it helps sell that the actors are like actually interacting with it and seeing exactly. it as a physical thing. Exactly. And then I'm also going to ask, what is like one of the things that you did not like about this film? <sighs> I think that this is a good way to start doing things. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. I mean, some of the writing wasn't the best. Um, it it feels like a schlocky kids a little bit movie. Better. Yeah, it does. It does feel very kids movie, but that's not necessarily a the worst thing ever. No. And I mean it, it is Also, a kids movie. I mean I wish they would have developed the world more. Mhm. But we have three more of these films. Two more, not three. There's no, not four we also, tons. There are four. There's four? Yes, because we also we have Halloween, Halloween Town, Town 2, Calabar's like Revenge. Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Halloween Town Halloween High, High and Return of ha- Halloween, Return Town. Halloween Town. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. There are four. Mm-hmm. Huh. I thought there were only three. Yes. And I remember all of them being at least passing. Hmm. I remember liking Halloween Town High okay. We'll see when we get there in, I believe, I believe before our next Halloween Town, we have something in the way of 60 films or something like that is something no. absurd. It's three years after. Okay. We have something We have something like 20 films then still. Because uh, it's two or three years before the next one comes out. Uh, let's see. Halloween Town 2 is film number 30. So, so we have exactly 27 more films. Mm-hmm. No, we ha- don't have 27 more films. Yes, yes, 17. we do because we're on film 3. We have 27 films. Yeah, 27. You're right. You're right. And, you know, what is our next film? Our next film is um, Our next Xenon, film is right? Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Okay, so I think we might be in a good patch here, but I've never seen Xenon. I think we're on a hot streak, because I do know that a lot of people are very nostalgic about Xenon and remember it being really good. Yeah, and so I think Halloween Town is one of those films that I'm nostalgic about. Mm-hmm. Because, and I'm going to say one of the things that I like about this film, sh- shit happens in this film. Right. It's 
good because even when it's like, oh, these are kind of weird scenes. They don't really go together. They don't seem like they were written in a cohesive film. But they have a purpose. They all have a purpose. And this film doesn't feel like it's long, like the previous two films have. No, this film is an hour and 20 minutes and change. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel that long. No, it takes them a solid 20, almost 30 minutes to even get to Halloween Town in the first place. But and it that doesn't feels feel like, like it only takes, takes maybe five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's a classic, you know, story of like, oh, family is the most important thing, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also a story of like, oh, your roots are very important. Your heritage is very important. It's not right to kind of deny that. Right. And it's done with white people. So it's less meaningful. Well, of course. As our But I think it's a good story. And I feel like there was supposed to be a message in there about we're not who we look like on the outside. Maybe that doesn't mean that we are someone based upon that. Well, I think that's what they were trying to explore with uh, Luke, I'm pretty sure his name is, the the little yep. kid. Well, and also, in the beginning of the film, the grandma says that some of the slimiest, nastiest looking monsters are actually the nicest. Because mm-hmm. it's not who you are on the outside that matters, it's who you are on the inside. Which I think is a good message, but they, I wish they went into that more. Right. Especially seeing as how the entire point of it after that seems to be that people are being turned to like more feral state Mm -hmm. and they talk about how being judged as being evil was making them evil right and that's why halloween town exists in the first place was to get them away from that exactly but they don't go really into that which is i think my bad thing about it and just my good thing about it is that it doesn't feel like it goes on forever no it it really doesn't feel that like that long of a film like i said it takes 20 minutes to get to the to get to where you even get to halloween town i don't know if that would have been as important to me if it hadn't been for the last few films if it hadn't been for the last two films because they feel like they're so long and do so little with the time that they have they feel like they are wasting my time right i'm sure if we hadn't watched uh brink or you lucky dog we wouldn't have realized how well timed out this movie is how nice it feels to watch a film that doesn't feel like it's wasting your time right a film that feels like it cares about your time Mm -hmm. and that's honestly an amazing thing it's hard to actually think of things to say about this film because i liked it right and that's the weird thing about it is that the film that i like the first film that i like i have very little to say about because it was just decent Mm -hmm. it wasn't astounding although comparatively it was it's not groundbreaking as we said it's not saying anything that special but what it is doing is being a better film mm-hmm. than the other two it's, it's being an actual film right like if this were on i mean it's on disney plus right it is and it's one of those things where because that's how we watched it mm-hmm and it's one of those things where if that had been available to me every year, and I'm sure they still play it on Disney Channel. I'm pretty sure that they do. Because it doesn't feel that dated. No, not at all. But I'll get to that, because that is something I want to comment on. Mm-hmm. That I would watch this, and I don't have as I said, I'm not going to watch the other three until we watch them here. Right. But if I had the option, I would watch this again on Halloween. I would And too. I would have a good time with it. This is the sort of thing where if I had kids, I'd go, you want a good Halloween movie? You're 
young, you don't want something scary, we're going to put on Halloween Town. It looks like a film from 98. It definitely shows the costumes, it, the film quality itself, for sure. But I don't think it is so far away from a modern film or like an actual theatrical release mm-hmm. that your kid would be totally... I don't think your kid would be bored by this film. No, I don't think so either. The other two, definitely. Yeah, of course. But this one has a little bit more going for it, and I think it has a little bit more... I I think it's the sort of film that you would show to a kid who's maybe 10 or, Mm -hmm. you know, early teens. Yeah, I would agree with that. And they might feel it's a little kiddy, but it is about, you know, sort of coming into your own. And being your own part. It is a coming-of-age story. Right. It's not a great coming-of-age story. I would rather show my kid... I would rather make them read, like, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. I'd rather show them, like, How to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon's a good one. Excellent. I would rather show them basically any, like, big blockbuster Mm -hmm. coming-of-age story than this. But that's not to say that this is bad. But that's not because this is bad. It's just that there are other options available. Mm -hmm. And for what they had to work with right this is really good what was the budget of this film i know you're looking at the wikipedia page let's see here it does not say it does not say great that means i don't have to cite it later Mm-hmm. yeah it does not tell what the budget was that's oh, fine the budget has to be deceptively high of course yeah because to pay for practical effects mm-hmm of that scale, and they're not absurdly good. No, neither are the but there are effects. a there are a decent number of them mm-hmm. that are distinct. Well, I'm sure that a lot of it also went into the prosthetic makeup design and everything of all these different creatures. Yeah, because we see a lot of them that are like not just a mask, but like they actually have movement to them. So I mean, I can tell you where them. I can tell you where the budget didn't go, right? Mm-hmm. So it had to have gone to that. Because it, it sure it as hell have. didn't go to the writing. No. And it sure as hell didn't go to the other special effects. It also definitely did not go to the props. Be- yeah. <laughs> it looks like something you could go and buy at a spirit. Especially the brooms. The brooms are uh, a little the brooms, weird. yeah. Although this film does feel a little anachronistic, I think is the right word. Like, out of time. Yeah, for sure. Because there's a few things where they're doing... There's a scene with a hair salon where they're trying to get the hair from a werewolf. Mm-hmm. That feels like it's from the 70s. Or the 80s. Right. It doesn't feel like it's from the end of the 90s. Same thing with the, the ice cream brooms, parlor. The ice cream parlor feels like it's from the 60s. Right. The broom salesman is Elvis. Well, of course. Doesn't make sense why he's Elvis. But why not? Kids aren't going to get that he's Elvis. That's, that's a for the parents thing, you know? That that does seem like for a for a parent the parents thing, but it stays on it for so long. It does. That I have to presume that they thought it would sell better than it does. I mean, I think it only stays on the parents for so long because that's when we actually get our introduction to Luke. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up is that the town feels like it's from the sixties. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's kind of the point for it. It's it feels, kind of supposed to have. It that feels old like town small feel. town USA. Right, but it's supposed to, you know. Yeah. And that's fair. Mm-hmm. 
I just thought about something. What did you think about? We don't see a lot of technology in Halloween Town. We don't? No. You know what piece of technology we do see? The grandmother has a microwave. That's true. But it's a specialty microwave. Right, that's for witching, witches' potions and everything. Clearly, because it has the settings boil, uh, boil, tubble, or toil and trouble. Yeah. So they must be manufact. How big is Halloween Town that they have? They must be manufacturing microwaves. Well, Halloween Town is a whole world, not just well, the presumably, one town. right? Presumably, that's what they refer to it as a world. They do refer to it as world, but that could also be referring to it as like a separate dimension. Which I'm assuming that's what it is, since you have to take the bus. To yeah, time. and you can't the get there. Otherwise. Veil is only thin enough on Halloween for you to pass. Right. But time moves more quickly right. in Halloween Town. Maybe. I will say they did think about it as far as all of that goes. Pretty like pretty well. They actually put some thought and effort into the world building, which is nice. But no day, no day passes in Halloween Town that will they're there. No. And their grandmother says that they you can have probably two stay two days. Or two weeks if they're on mm-hmm. vacation. Right. So the Halloween Town time to real world time differs based on perception. Closes, <laughs> mm-hmm, closes at midnight in the real world. Mm-hmm. They seem to not be correlated actually at all. No. So Halloween Town is a land unstuck from time, but time does move more quickly there. Or. Is Halloween Town a pocket dimension? Okay. F- keep going. I want to hear this all the way through. Well, I mean, laws of physics definitely are a little bit different as far as time goes because well, there magic is that gap. Exists. Right? Magic exists. So, and she can still perform magic within the mortal world. So, what's to say that Halloween Town is not a pocket dimension because they were from the mortal world? So, maybe they made this dimension that's still linked together and then everyone went there to hide so that way they weren't continually becoming evil okay counterpoint Mm -hmm. the veil is only thin enough on halloween for them to pass back and forth right that implies to me that halloween town is a pre-existing world with its own rules that it shares with the mortal world because clearly the world shares rules Mm -hmm. that they have co-opted it's the only thing that really makes sense because why would you create a world that you can only travel between on halloween dramatic effect (laughs) <laughs> we do know, apparently Merlin exists. Yes, Merlin does exist, because it's all about Merlin's talisman, which doesn't look like a talisman, but... It's not a talisman. No, that's what they said it is. It's not a... T- well, what I'm telling you, it's not a talisman. Oh, I know it's not, but that's what they're saying it's like it is. A, it's like a... It's like a staff. It's like it's not even a staff. Staff's longer. It's like it's a, a stick. wand. Yeah, it, it is like a stick with a... <laughs> it's a metal stick with a ball it's on the end. a stick with a magic eight ball on the end of it. But the bottom unscrews and you can pour potions inside yeah, yeah. of it. And then you click the bottom and the light that they ran through it yeah. mm-hmm. lights up in the thing. No, that you put the potion in it and that's what makes it light up, David. Oh, sorry, you're right. How does the microwave work? Do Magic. they have electricity in all of them? Oh, okay. Obviously. Ah, oh, you're right. You figured you it out. It's obviously magic. Why it's wouldn't the it be magic? Simpsons episode about Xena, Warrior Princess, where if there's ever anything you don't understand, a wizard did it. Right. I mean, how what? old is their grandmother, though? That's a good question. That is a good question. Because, because so time works differently. Well, and here's why it's a good question. Benny or um, Calabar, I don't remember which, says that she's lived in the same place for 200 years. Mm-hmm. So she's at least 200. 
But then she references that she learned a spell back in the 6th century when Merlin was still alive. But then how has her daughter aged so much? Maybe because she's in the mortal world? Maybe you age more? I don't know, because she is a witch. Maybe she's always looked like that. Or not always, but like for a very long time looked like that. I guess, maybe? We don't know how old their mom is. Their mom could be like 200 years old. No, we know she's at least 200, because she's lived in the same house for 200 years. No, 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 their grandmother is 200, at least. Mm, And presumably thousands of years old, because she... Well, no, her, her mother has got to be somewhere around 200 because she was raised in Halloween Town. No, but she says that she learned a... Their mother has to be around 200, yes. Right, because she was raised in Halloween Town. They lived in the same house. I don't know. Yes. That's just an approximation. Their grandmother has to be at least a thousand years old. She has to be several thousand years old. Roughly. Or she has to be at least 1,000 years old because she was alive in the 6th century. Mm-hmm. Which is, as we all know, 501 to 500 or to 600. Of course, we totally both knew that. Or Definitely. five it's five hundred to five ninety nine. Right. So she is, if I do the quick ma- quick maths mm-hmm. in my head, she is as of this year mm-hmm. around fourteen hundred years old. Okay. So if we extrapolate that back she is presumably she's presumably around 1400 years old at the time of this film because she had to be old enough to actually learn the spell right and so roughly 200 years we want to say is the mom right roughly maybe so she would be i don't know by by like human well we're standards. presuming that she's 200 she might not be I'm just trying we to gauge a reference here. The grandma has lived in that house for 200 years. Right. So I'm which, presuming that that was the house that she was raised in. Exactly. Which does not necessitate that she is 200. Right. But it means that at most she is. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, she's like 40. It's true. And once a witch hits like... Maturity. 60, then... they stop aging. Right. Because whatever their grandmother is doing... To look relatively young. She's doing it really good. She's doing well, yeah. She doesn't (laughs) look like she's quite old enough to have a... I guess if she's 60, she looks about 60. If her daughter's 40, then that works. But she looks looks good for 60. Which, of course, she's not, but, you Mm. know, in real-life terms. Right. This film does do some uh, last-minute Hail Marys as well. That oh, come out yeah. of nowhere. Right, for sure. To name two in the last ten minutes, Luke is not a bad guy. No. He sacrifices himself in a way to save the town. Also, Dylan can do magic. Mm-hmm. That comes out of left field. Both of those do. Dylan knowing how to do magic really comes out of left field. Because he had shown literally no signs of it, and the younger sister has already started showing signs that she can do magic. Yep. Exactly. So he so, definitely would have shown some by then. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was being in Halloween have. Town that had something to do with it? I don't know. It could be. But magic apparently works. 
that in Mortal World. Yeah, so I was going to say that magic. The way that magic apparently works is you have to want something and then let yourself have it. So maybe he didn't want magic. Maybe is that how magic works in Harry Potter when uh, they do magic without actually saying the spell? I mean, I know that's how it kind of works for unforgivable for unforgivable curses. Like you have to mean it in order to actually cast the spell. Because mm-hmm. Harry tries to kill Bellatrix, but it, the curse doesn't even produce because he didn't mean it. Okay, I know that. Okay. I'm getting like a Dresden Files thing where you don't actually have to do any spell or anything. You just have to kind of want it. I guess so. Because, so he does mention like, oh, I want to hurt Calabar. I wish I could hurt Calabar. And I really hate Calabar. So and then, his, that, and then so they, he gets like Thor sparkly fingers, you know? Yeah, and then they put his hands on a blue screen <laughs> and put some little sparkles around it. And then at the end... He's the most insufferable character in the film. Yeah, he's kind of the worst. And he's not even, he's not that bad. No. The, the He is better than the best character in the other two films. Mm-hmm. But his whole character is that he's such a raging nerd mm-hmm. that he's talking about, oh, well, it could have been static electricity on my fingers. It could have been the Aurora Borealis. I mean, you, okay, you know, he, he's a kid. He doesn't know that much but like you know yeah but they play him off as being like some sort of prodigy right which i he might be but i mean as far as we're concerned he could he definitely could be (laughs) but he's just such a nerd Mm -hmm. i i was a nerd and i still am a nerd i'm doing this podcast for god's sake (laughs) i was not as bad as this kid no, I definitely wasn't either. I I was crazy about dinosaurs. My mom can confirm. Oh, everyone's crazy about dinosaurs. I was never like this crazy, though. You know what I mean? No. No? No, no, I know what you mean. I was agreeing with you by saying oh, okay. no. That no one's this crazy. No. About learning. I mean, to be fair, there could be, but like, for the most part. Yeah, but he brings up watching a nature documentary. <laughs> right. Like, how that makes him happy and excited. Like, ooh. Which... I guess. What kind I, of nature I, documentaries is he watching? Is he watching pornography and he thinks it's a nature documentary? You know, that could be it. Could be it. Could be. I don't think that's it. Naked and Afraid is technically a nature documentary. <laughs> it's technically a nature documentary, but they blur everything of that show. For but I mean, how, I mean, how close, though? You know, like, that's basically softcore porn. Anyways. I've only seen one episode. I don't know enough. <laughs> Anyways. Uh... Uh-huh. We learned a lot about you today. <laughs> <laughs> so this film ends with Marnie taking the talisman and having her own little Rise of Skywalker moment where she hears the voices of her mother and her grandmother as she Over like, the course drops of the film. this into the the slot in the pumpkin that lights it up. Which <laughs> Apparently, if you get hit by a time freeze spell, mm-hmm. the thing that you're holding is still able to slip from your fingers. Well, but, no, she, only she... If you, but only if you hear your mother telling you how you'll never be a witch. But it doesn't even just slip from her fingers. She lets it go. Like she's well, it also it lands she perfectly. It lands perfectly, and then she closes her hand again, and then she gets yeah, up like yeah. it's fine two minutes later. You know what, Freeman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Magic. You're right. She wanted it to land perfectly. She, she wanted it to land perfectly. You're right. Have it land perfectly. See, that's the thing about the way that they use magic in this. Like, it's actually a solid case to be made because of how they 
cast it's hard magic. to argue that anything's not magic. Right, because if because you, you want d- it you hard clearly enough, don't you just have give to it be, to yourself. You clearly don't have to be conscious that you're even doing magic, because Sophie, the little sister, mm-hmm. makes a cookie float towards her because she wants a cookie. Right, she makes the lock come off and turn into a frog. She turns into a frog of a gate that they can't get open. Right. She just happens to be the best at magic, I guess. Maybe she's stronger than anyone else. Maybe being a kid makes you better at magic, because your mind's more open. There's a chance. I mean, it could also be like her magic is more volatile because she's younger. Could be. But the point is that you don't have to be conscious of the magic you're casting. You just want to want a thing. God, imagine having like a good magic dream. magic will happen. Imagine just just having like a really good dream about like I don't know winning the lottery overnight and you sure. just wake up and your entire bedroom is just covered in money. We have no reason to believe that's not how magic works. We don't. In fact, it totally could work like that because if you want it hard enough, then you just give it to yourself and that's how magic works. Yeah, it's it's clear that I'm not magical because if I was, I'd be holding a baconator right now. Other hamburgers are available. <laughs> Not sponsored by Burger King. Not sponsored. Um, Other hamburgers are available. <laughs> but I mean, Burger that's King. That's the best if bit I've ever done. We're if you're listening, the episode no Burger there. King. We're open. Burger King. Hell yeah, Burger King. We're, I love. Here, I love know? me some Burger King. Burger King. You got. You got the Whopper. You got chicken fries. Not sponsored. I, I love the idea of us getting <laughs> sponsored by Burger King for this podcast specifically. Oh, God, yeah. And then Burger King gets sued into the ground by Disney. (laughs) 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 Especially seeing as how I do like Burger King. They have zesty sauce. Right. Which is the... I'm just going to go off on a Burger King tangent here. Zesty sauce for the um, onion rings. Mm -hmm. I get it whenever I go. I get it for fries because it's like horseradish sauce. Mm -hmm. Very good. That's all I wanted to say about it. I love that. And Burger King, if you are listening, I can be bought. <laughs> and the best way to buy me is to send me like 70 packs of that shit. Hang on. Wait, wait. You're going to want to cut some of this out, but I need to find something else for a really good bit. Okay. Tell me what I should cut it to. Right. So between between like the... Um, uh, the There is like I can be bought kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like Sure. I'm it's hard. To to, find... It's hard to cut myself in the middle of a sentence, Freeman. I know. I'm leaving this all in. I hope you know. Oh well, of course, because it's a pain to cut it. I know. I, I figured, but like, hang on. I I got it. Okay. Okay. You're <sighs> tweeting at Burger King right now from our no, account no, no, at no, Burger no. King. I'm not. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Just wait a minute. This, okay. This is well, good I'm gonna, I'm it's gonna, gonna pay off. It's gonna pay off. It better pay off. It's totally gonna pay off. Hang it on. Better pay off. Uh. Uh, God, the pressure's on. Okay. Um, hey, Burger King, for your kids' meals, you want some unoriginals-themed toys? We have... Uh, no, oh. just, your, your bit's stupid, my bit. Uh, so, cut cut from cut from the, the no, you know, enough money, I can't be bought, right? I didn't yeah, say enough ready? money, but keep going, yeah. Okay, Same thing, so, so, so. so I am cutting it when I say I can't be bought, and then right. imagine, I mean, I will cut in uh-huh. this right there. Anyways, we're not sponsored, but be sure to check out the Impossible Whopper. 100% Whopper, 0% beef. It features a flame-grilled patty made from plants of freshly sliced tomatoes and onions, crisp lettuce, creamy mayonnaise, ketchup, and zesty pickles toasted on a sesame weed bun. Sesame seed bun. Same thing. And then I cut it back so that it says to give me 70 packs of zesty sauce. Right. Obviously. Okay. 
sure, sure, sure. DoorDash I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to remember to cut that King. tomorrow when I'm editing this at like 9 p.m. There's there's a BK app offer, David. There's everything, you know. Okay. Be sure to use code originals. Uh, be sure to use code unoriginals at checkout to get absolutely nothing off your order. Look, we can be bought. We can easily <laughs> be bought. We're poor. Yeah. I'm a college student, or mm-hmm. I'm a graduated college student. We can be bought. We can be bought. If you want to sponsor us, just uh, we have an email. Uh, it's DM in the us on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. You DM us on Twitter. Actually, you know what? We'll DM you, Burger King. We'll, we'll call well, you. You know what? Yeah, I don't want any other sponsors except for Burger King. What am I mm-hmm. talking about? Everyone else out the window. Never mind. Out the window. Raid Shadow Legends doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Burger King or bust, baby. <laughs> that's that's our ultimate goal for the podcast. <laughs> when we get an when we do get an episode sponsored by Burger King, it, mm-hmm. we have two goals now. We've right. set a goal for this podcast. The goal is we are in a Disney original movie. Right. The other one, of course, being we get sponsored by Burger King. When both mm-hmm. those things happen, we can stop. Podcast ends. Mm-hmm. I don't care where we are in nope. the list. No more podcast. It's done. It's done. Mm-hmm. If we don't get it by the end of the list, we're going to another. We're going somewhere else. Yeah, we got to keep going. Nickelodeon original. We got movies. Nickelodeon movies, and we got Cartoon si- Network movies. We don't. We don't want to be in any of those movies. The goal no. is to still be in a still Disney, be in Disney Channel, Channel. original. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I don't look enough like a teenager. I mean, surgery is possible, David. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll get the same magic that Luke did to make my nose smaller. Yeah, I don't of have course. a big nose, but if I did. You know, just make it even smaller. No, make it bigger. Make it bigger? Yeah. Well, the the magic that happens to him apparently is to make him handsome. Okay, so... Which, but, like, can magic make me lose, like, 200 pounds? We do, like, Mortal Town, so it's the exact plot of Halloween Town, but reverse, right? Can Burger King make me lose 200 pounds like magic could? No. They can do the other thing. They can make okay. you gain 200 pounds, but I don't think they can make Thank you lose it. You know what? I'll take it. I shouldn't be saying this. We're never getting sponsored now. No, we we are. See, the thing is that Burger King is good enough that it's worth those 200 pounds, and we've got the sponsorship back. That's true. Boom. You did it. Saved Boom. it. I'm, I'm the hero. I'm a hero. All right, David. What else to say about this film? <laughs> there's nothing else to say about this film. I don't think film. there's really much else to we say. We waffled on Burger King for about... Mm, Burger King waffles. Yeah, really let it do they fry have there. A, do was... they have a chicken waffle? Oh, I, I, if they, they don't, do. they should, right? Everywhere does. Right. Anyway, my point. <laughs> David, out, we, of, we, out yes. of 10 Burger Kings, what would you give Halloween Town? I gotta be real with you. First off, we need to talk about our rating system. This is true. Because it might make some people angry that we rated some things really low. And the way that we're rating is a 1 is a film that should not be. Mm-hmm. It just should not exist. A zero is God. that it's it not a film. A one, though, is it makes me angry that it exists and it's not even good enough for Disney Channel. But it does exist. It is a real thing. But it should not. No. A ten is that this is a passable film. Mm-hmm. It would not do well in theaters. But it could have released in theaters and I could see that happening. And it wouldn't make me angry No. if I went and saw it. I would not demand my money back. So out of 10 Burger Kings, mm-hmm. I mean, Burger King is 10 out of 10 Burger Kings. Well, obviously. Use code on originals at checkout. 
I like the idea of someone going to Burger King and just saying unoriginals at the cashier. <laughs> unoriginals. What? I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> it doesn't give you anything off the No, it doesn't purchase, absolutely nothing. But it gets our name out there. Right. It helps us out, you know. Yeah. You know you have to put this Burger King that we talk about Burger King in the description of the episode now though, right? Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> out of ten Burger Kings, this film gets like eight. I'm not mad at this film at any point. It would not fly in theaters, and if I had to pay money to see it in theaters, I'd be angry. Mm -hmm. Part of that is because it's short, and all these are going to be short. Right. So I'm not grading it on that, but how it doesn't make sense in some points, and it just feels like some bits are thrown in at the end just to get to the point that they want to get to. Mm -hmm. Makes it... Um, an eight. It does not make it a ten. Not right. quite. I actually, I don't. I I wholeheartedly agree with you. It's a it's a solid eight out of ten. I would probably actually go and see this one in theaters myself. I mean, I also mm -hmm. paid money to go and see Beauty and the Beast in theaters, so that's not saying much. But I would do it. Well, and so, that's what I was going to say is that it is better than some films in theaters. Right. Like today. Well, not today, because there are no films in theaters anymore. Theaters aren't real. No, they disappeared in the Matrix of the Backstreet Boys reunion tour. They were a collective imag They were something that we collectively imagined mm -hmm. uh, between the years of like the twenties and nineteen or twenty nineteen. Theaters aren't real. Twenty twenty have been. actually. Theaters aren't real. They never have been. But yeah, I would be upset if I paid money to see this in a theater. I wouldn't be too upset though, because I mean, but it was not least too entertaining. Upset. Exactly, because I wouldn't be that angry. But I would go, how did you release this in theaters? This is a TV movie. Mm -hmm. And it is a TV movie. And that's why it's an 8, a solid 8. 8 is the is so good. It's very good. It's, it's a good movie. Because I don't write down what the other two films got, but it's like a 1.25 and like a 3.25. Yeah, that sounds right. I think... Which are yeah. brutally bad. They're not good. But this was a good movie. Um, the other two, I would not recommend anyone watch. This one, like, this if one you watched. watched it before, definitely watch it again. If you haven't seen it, maybe think about it. Maybe think about watching it sometime. It's if it's Halloween and you don't like scary movies mm -hmm. and you appreciate practical effects, you'd seen Nightmare Before Christmas too many times. <laughs> it feels, it it feels a little bit like Nightmare Before Christmas in some of the character design. It does, but I like that. I'm not. I, that wasn't a bad thing, and I don't like Nightmare Before Christmas that much, which is a hot take, I'm sure. That's fair. But this film is just good. It's, it's good. Just a legitimately good Disney Channel original movie, and this is the this is the one to beat. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping Xenon is this good. I mean, I will say that personally, I do know that one film is going to top this one for me. High School Musical. No, uh, Phineas and Ferb across the second dimension. Well, Phineas and Ferb across the second dimension is ten out of ten. Phineas and Ferb is a is a killer movie, and anyway, we're something like I think I did the math. I think we're like three years out from even watching that. Yeah, probably, but I'm calling it now. It's gonna top it. Oh, and please do. I think High School Musical has a chance. I would say it does. Yeah, for sure. Jump in also probably has what, a chance for me, too. Yeah, because that was supposed to be a theatrically released mm -hmm. film, and I believe the sequel was. Was it? That makes no I, sense. I don't remember. I know High School Musical 3 was theatrically released, because we talked yes, it about was. it. But 
there are films that have a chance of being this. I don't know if there's any anytime soon. Uh, and I think after Xenon, we get a horse movie. There, there are two, according to IMDb, that might have a chance of beating Halloween Town soon. Okay. Uh, number 10, Don't Look Under the Bed from October 1999 has a okay, 6.9. Okay, another Halloween movie. And The Color of Friendship from February of 2000 has which a is, 7.2. Which is a film that I did read the plot synopsis of, mm-hmm. but I will not spoil for you. Thank you. I'd say those but two. But that one's, what number is that one? Uh, Color of Friendship is number 13. And that's going to be a wild ride, I'll tell you that right now. Oh boy. Those are the but only yeah. ones that I could see just looking at like ratings on IMDb, which is not the best rating scale, but just from what well, I can yeah, see. Well, yeah, we did learn about that, and we did say yeah. we would say something about that this time. IMDb is based upon user ratings. It's mm-hmm. not based upon a, any correlation or like compilation of critic reviews. It is all audience-based. So mm-hmm. the fact that Brink is really high is because I guess some people who love inline skating and know more about roller derby than we apparently do mm-hmm. uh, thought that film was good. Or maybe there's some sort of like nostalgic group of people that just really like that movie for no reason. Could be. Could be that. Couldn't tell you. Where do we think this film fits in our timeline? Do we think this film fits in our timeline? Well, it's it's definitely... Maybe, maybe it's towards the fall of superheroes? Maybe they live in the same pocket dimension as Halloween Town. The problem is, right, this film clearly happens in 98. Right. There's no question that this film happens in 98, and that's the problem that I'm starting to see with our question of the timeline. Mm-hmm. Is that a lot of these films feel like they happen in the time that they were released. They feel very, very grounded in that time. They don't feel like you can move them around too much. Now, Xenon, who knows what the heck's going to happen with Xenon, because it's supposed to be way in the future. Mm-hmm. Of the... 21st some, century. 21st... Shoot. <laughs> so you know not really in the future uh hmm <laughs> well we still got a good 80 years to go <laughs> <laughs> i hope they don't say what year it is in that film oh they're going to you know they will i know they're going to and they're gonna say it's the year 2025 and we're gonna like oh no. god <laughs> oh no it's not no it's not oh no so i guess the question is Less of a creating a timeline and more of saying, how do these films connect? Right. I think it I think it makes sense for it to be the fall of superheroes. They all evacuated into the same area of Halloween Town, being that... You think that they're all in Halloween Town? All the superheroes are in Halloween Town? I think they could be. It would make sense. These well, it makes individuals sense that are then some... exiled. It does make sense, because in Halloween Town, we see people who are not monsters. Mm-hmm. And do not seem to be dressing like witches, which nope. apparently all witches dress like witches. Right, of course. They dress like policemen and uh, bus drivers and mm-hmm. stuff. So maybe they do have superpowers. Maybe that's their deal. Right. There's nothing to say that they don't. There's no, no explicit mention don't. that they don't. So presumably they do. Mm-hmm. The I police think, officers I think look like they're solid... Buckingham guards, but well, yeah. But that just that just uh, solidifies the superhero theory for me. That's just their outfit. That's just yeah. their costume. It's a costume. And it makes sense so, that all the witches and everything like that are also wearing those outfits because those are their costumes. Yeah. So, all magic, anything that is supernatural, mm-hmm. stems from Halloween Town. Right. Even if it doesn't seem magical, it is super. It is, if it is supernatural in some way, it is Halloween Town. Is but that what we're saying what, here? I think so, but you know what this does insinuate? Okay. 
this does mean that Jack Morrison from You Lucky Dog lives in Halloween Town at some point. No, it does not. No, it does. No, it does not. It does. No, let He's me tell a you why. He's individual. Let me tell you why it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Witches have to start their training before they're thirteen. Their thirteenth right. Halloween. Right. No such rule exists for superheroes. He can live in the normal world as a descendant of maybe one of those dog people that we saw in Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. So much so that the dog features have gone. But he can, but he still, can still talk to dogs. With dogs. Right. Exactly. Right. So he doesn't have to live in Halloween Town. He's a normal person who does who believes he has a superpower. But in fact, is actually a supernatural creature mm-hmm. to some degree living in the normal world. So what if superheroes don't exist yet? Quite yet. Well, what if superheroes aren't real in the way that we think they are? Right, they could just be Because normally you think of superheroes as someone who's bit by a radioactive spider yeah, or falls it's an alien. Waste. But they're not aliens or fallen in radioactive waste. Maybe that just is an activator for the genes that they already have, like X-Men, almost. Okay, I was about to say we're getting into X-Men territory here. It's almost like X-Men, where something activates this latent monster mm-hmm. gene that they already have. Actually, this is less X-Men and this is more Inhumans. This is Inhumans. Uh, this is actually very much in humans. It activates their latent like monster gene that they have, right? And then they have superpowers. So Jack Morgan, his relationship with his dog activated his dog monster gene, mm-hmm. but it fell dormant because he, didn't when he no have longer a dog had a dog to interact exactly. with. Exactly. Right. Is that too wild? No, I. Th- this makes sense to me. Great. Because it makes very little sense to me. But, like, it's 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 connected just enough to where as it could actually be probably plausible. Like I think not. it works. I think but it works. Think we it might works. need to revise this. Well, we're going to have to revise all of this, I can guarantee you. Because we've only seen three films. And, and I hope... And approximately uh, 102. And if someone other than us wants to create a list or, like, an infographic or something that they update... Go for with it. Our ex- with our timeline or explanation... Tweet that to us. Yeah, please do. Because I'd love to see it, but I I don't have the time to do that. Yeah, please. If if you decide that you want to do that, looking at you, Sweden, go ahead. Like Sweden. Yeah. If you say so, Sweden specifically. No, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, you're thinking of uh, the Netherlands. 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 You're right. But. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, Sweden too. Mm-hmm. Why not? America. Anyone can get it on it. Of course. Whichever country in the world wants to come together. You know who else? And do a project for us. You know who else could also work on this, David? Mm-hmm. Burger King. Offer still out there. Burger on King the table. Offer, offers all the way out. Mm-hmm. We're not retracting it ever. No. Unless I get, like, poison from Burger King, which would never happen because Burger King is Burger very, King's very the best. Good. They would never do that to you. Exactly. And if it, it would was, have I'm to be, sure it would have to be like some sort of like Ronald McDonald spy, right? It's got to be like slipping some poison into my burger. Mm-hmm. And I know I said Baconator earlier, but I meant the Whopper. <laughs> and uh, much like how I'm going to edit all that stuff earlier, I'm going to edit this here where it says Baconator. I'm going to say Whopper. There you go. I'll edit that in earlier. Right. Definitely you totally said Whopper to that, that whole time. Mm-hmm. Definitely will remember to have edited that. Right. Of course. Alright, you want to plug? You want to plug our uh, all our stuff? Yeah, uh, be sure to check us out over on Twitter at UnoriginalsCast. Uh, 
think that's really all we have to plug right now. Oh, no. Um, I was going to say, please be sure to give us five stars on that purple Apple podcast uh, icon. Yes. That good and give Apple us podcast. whatever be- the best rating is, whether that's a thumbs up, whether that's five stars, whether that's ten stars on any mm-hmm. podcast platform mm-hmm. you listen to us on. Because it makes that funky algorithm say that people like us, mm-hmm. which I know is wild. But I hope you'll like us if you're still listening to us by this point. I would hope so, too. Also, once again, feel free to tweet at us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have an email to send at us, is that in our description? Uh, it should be, yeah. Yep, if you want to contact us, we are unoriginals98 at mm-hmm. gmail.com. We would like to thank uh, Musicom for our cinematic sting at our intro. Mm-hmm. I would like to thank Burger King for their inevitable sponsorship. We love you guys. You're great. We love you very much. And I think that's everything. Yeah, I think so. Uh... So so the last people we have to thank then is you, the listener. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to our show. Um, We know this is, you know, just a small little podcast, but I really appreciate that you guys are here listening to it. It's it's a good time. We're going to keep it going. Yeah, and thank you for listening all the way through what is probably our longest episode ever. Yeah, it is. And 90% (laughs) of it is Burger King. All right. All right. Catch you next time.